Welcome back. Hey, Jamie, have you ever seen a more punchable face? Sandwich break. Back in the day, there was a thing called Twitter. Really? Mission Ganders. That's sad. Blue check verified nothing that we say is fact. Do not pour that into your microphone. Oh my god. Let's talk about a podcast. Are we pop filtering? Do you, who do you think needs it more? Uh-huh. I don't think you? I need it. I don't feel like I need it. I don't feel like I pop my P's and my B's very much. As a matter of fact, yeah, the register doesn't even change when I P and B. I'm going to start a P and B, an air P and B. Pussy in a bedroom. It's basically a prostitution house. I was going to say, you mean like a fucking sort of horror ring? A brothel. But you could stay the night. <laughs> You could hang out when you're done, right? Like when you fin- like you got you like you bought a bed and shit. It's got some other stuff on it, but just banging and then being like, "Man, I paid for you all night. Now make me a drink, <laughs> right?" Just like get the fucking out in like 15 minutes and then spend the rest of the time just like, "Hey, can you like wash my socks and shit or my car?" Yeah, could you go hey, out and wash um, my car? I want to watch you shake your ass washing my car, right? Like I want you to wear the thong and everything. This is that's. Ain't the culture I want you to make love to, to my car like that. I want you to make love to my car like uh, Paris Hilton made love to that burger. Mm. That wasn't Paris Hilton, was it? Yeah, I think it was. That was like a last, that was like a jump the shark moment. You ready to do a Wednesday night special? If we're talking about the same thing, then it's February 27th, and this is Let's Smoke About It podcast on Facebook, Let's Smoke About It podcast on IG, Let's Smoke About One on Twitter, Let's Smoke About podcast, Let's Smoke About It podcast on at gmail.com. Well, I fucked that Did all up. Did we do a Twitter one? Yeah. Twitter one. Get it? Twitter one. Twitter um, one. Let's smoke about one. So, well, okay, so I walked into, uh, I walked into our, the waiting room today. TV's on. Someone says to me. At the hospital? Have, have, yeah, exactly. Someone says, did you, do you see what's going on here? And I, so I look up and there's um, some black guy, real, and you can tell he's like, real involved with it in the speech and, I, and then all I see on, all over the TV it's Michael Cohen Michael Cohen Michael Cohen and then I realized that this is how out of fucking touch I am I don't know what's going on at all so and, and I mean this whole I, I, I want you to understand I'm, I'm telling you this to lead up to the last two days my phone has gone bonkers with Tweets from the president. I look at it this way. If there's someone that you should listen to their tweets, it's your president. The fact that I said that scares me in its entirety. You know, like I get my factual information from a dude that most people don't trust and I'm getting it off Twitter. Hello, Facebook fanatic. So I, I I just, and my phone's been going and I've been trying to read them. And then at the same time. Trying not to read. Oh, what'd you do? Like set up notifications? For yeah, so, so the I get it every time, and it's okay. not just from ours; it's from <clears throat> your personal. Yeah, from my personal. Um, Which is no. I'm just yeah, <laughs> here's my personal shit. Uh, but what I figured out on the way home is, and I didn't watch any of this news article. I was listening to somebody tell me about something. This is complete bullshit, or this is whatever, and. I don't know if it was pro or con what they were saying to me. I wasn't. I 
realize that I should be extremely involved in this and I don't give a fuck about it. It's our, you know, it's our president. Right. Um, you know, and I shit on my parents for voting for Hillary because I was like, she's a fucking criminal. Right. Y'all, she's a fucking criminal. I'm not sure what's going to come out now. Right. But um, I could have voted for the criminal. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I the think way it was, worse criminal. I think it was a, um, I don't know about worse. Mm-mm. I mean. But no, I mean, the, the possibilities there. Because like, so anyway, so I'm, I'm in the car. I get off the phone with you heading home. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I read this tweet. It says, Michael Cohen uh, was my lawyer. He was also the lawyer for other people, blah, blah, blah. And then I, and I stopped reading this, thing, and then I just went straight to the comments. Just started reading the comments, just to see if they were funny. There's this other tweet that says Michael Cohen didn't turn state's evidence because because he was being disbarred. He did it because he's whatever. He's something he's trying to get a leg up or mm-hmm. get out of more get out of more trouble possibly that he's going to. He's be trying in. to get out of other troubles, so right. he's, he's giving them what they want, throwing Trump under the bus, right? Uh, and and then she, and then in her tweet she says P.S. Fuck you. That's what she says. And I'm like, for real. Go to the next one. Um, they know where you hid the bodies. I'm like, are you for real? I'm like, I, about six or eight in, going down the interstate. God forbid. <laughs> just you know, just looking. Nice. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like home already. Yeah. Dude, Oregon nobody. <laughs> it's like, man, I passed everybody. Dude, nothing. There wasn't a positive thing to say on Twitter about Trump. Yeah, it's tough. It's nothing. hard to find it. <clears throat> For one, there's there's these, um, uh, fuck it, Clanstein brothers, whatever they're called. I don't know. There's, it's They've got a weird last name. It's like... Clanstein. Yeah, something. That's just what I'm throwing out there. I don't know that to be true. But um, these guys... Every time, um, every time Trump makes a tweet, they're, they're like the first ones just on him. I mean, they're on him with every 280 characters they got. They just, and it's two brothers and that seems to be their, their basic, their reason for being on Twitter is just to fuck with Trump, just to be on Trump's ass is what it seems like. I'm not. No, I don't necessarily know if they're wrong or right. I haven't looked into it, but there's a yeah. I don't. They are on him. Like stank on shit. The the whole the whole idea of me following Trump of all people online is just shitty. Um, and my phone just refuses to fucking send a text right now. I love it. Um, but you've got. So many people that are just fucking slamming him. I mean, there's nothing positive at mm-hmm. all. Like nothing. Right. And I have no idea why. But aside from that, that was my that was my little kick at the end of the day be like, I am so irrelevant anymore. You know, I don't know anything. Right. Like you just have no idea what's going on. Like who is Michael Cohen? Why do we care that he's on trial? What is Because he I give not a fuck. I really don't. Because I guess I should, right. but I don't. Right. But anyways, so I, I ultimately, at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck one way or the other. Right. So I think there's three or four um, people, like even celebrities, right. that went at him. And the reason being is because 
so they would show a clip of this guy, and then they'd show a clip of Trump, you know, standing in the wind with his mop, you know, going everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they would, this woman was reading tweets on the news. Right. But only from celebrities. Okay. And some of them, I guess, were pretty nasty. Hadn't heard, didn't give a fuck one way or the other. Right. But again, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think my favorite thing is, is like, we all jump on the wrong fucking bandwagon. Honestly. I think jumping on any bandwagon is the problem. Well, no, I, I mean, well, I mean, if you jump on a, on a bandwagon of something that's good or positive, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, they feel like that's what everybody feels like this is, though. Everybody feels like they're doing the right thing by jumping out. And I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying everybody feels like they're doing the right thing by jumping out there, whether it be in his defense. Because you'll see the occasion Southerner that will get in there. And you put the head to throw in this. I just did it for fun. I did it because there's people out there that are going to love it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but um Give there's cowboy hats with boots my gun let's go vote Trump <laughs> red hat <laughs> um MAGA doesn't take up near as much room as the hood did Mm-mm. no um, just fits nicely in your console still fuck Alyssa Milano that's yeah, just that was just a really, she was that she she did that she was reaching right for yeah, something she, it, it was a headline it worked. worked. Yeah, and it did. I mean, it caught I mean, our it, attention. Yeah, it worked as far as like, yeah, just getting it out there. But um, no, I don't know. That's I think people really feel like they're doing the right thing by being this anti-Trump. Right. This, this setting up. I mean, like I said, there's Twitter accounts that that's basically all it's dedicated to. And they have hundreds of thousands of followers that just, I mean, are right there on board with, you know, so... It makes it hard because, you know, all it's like, okay, are all these people stupid? I mean, there's a lot of people that believe in flat earth. So it's proven that theory (laughs) proved that uh, that and anti-vaxxers kind of kind of. I'm sorry, what anti-vaxxers, people who don't vaccinate their children because they think it'll. They have a thing now. They have it. They have an acronym. It's been anti anti vaxxing has been just that's what it's referred to as first time. Okay. Dude, I'm such a fucking space case, man. Well, that's so... I I put on my children. That was the... That's the first time I've ever heard that. That's a fucking trip. Yep. Well, there you go. Anti-vaxxers. Yep. I was like, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was like, uh... uh, 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 What was it A baking powder. Um, (laughs) But yeah, anti-vaxxers and flat earthers prove that there can be large masses of people that are really, really dumb. Where are you on the anti-vaccination thing? I mean, I... At least it's something that I can I can get Wrap behind. my head around. I can yeah I can get my I can get behind the idea that you're worried that there's other shit in these vaccinations. Right. You know I get that the people are worried about what what might be in them that might cause certain side effects and so on and so forth. I mean every day you turn on the television you see one of those ads from an attorney that's suing a pharmaceutical company because of side effects. So, right. um it's understandable. But to the extent that it the extent that they're going is worrisome. I mean, if you really have this lar- you've got a large enough population that believes Wait, that you mean all vaccination? Like yeah, not I mean, just people. Not, the, not yeah. just they don't pick out like certain ones. You're talking I, about con- like I'm the, sure there's a gray area. I'm sure it's not black and white. There are people that well, I just don't do these 
vaccinations. I, you know, and I mean, I've, I've turned down vaccinations for my kids. Uh, there's been certain ones that I'm like, you know, even talking with the doctor and the doctor's like, that's nah, pretty new. Yeah. He, I remember when, uh, my oldest went in to get his, the doctor recommended it, and I was like, uh, didn't know it. Is it something he needs? And he's like, no, nah, it's not, you know, it's not anything they're really it's just pressing. something I get a little bit of money for. He's like, it's just something that, you know, they're, they're doing now. And I said, well, is it, you know, is it that big of a deal if I turn it down? And he said, uh, he's no, he's as a matter of fact, he goes, it's still relatively new at that time. So, cause it's been several years ago. Okay. You're talking um, about your oldest. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he said, uh, he goes, it's, it's, you know, still relatively new. So there's, uh, I wouldn't have any problem skipping past it and just letting some more data build, you know, and that's, and I was like, okay, appreciate that. You know, uh, and I talked to him, I actually mentioned to the doctor about at that time, what do you think? And like I said, this has been several years ago, but what do you think about people that aren't vaccinating their kids? And, um, I said, the school seemed pretty adamant that, uh, yeah, I thought vaccination was a requirement. Yeah, that it's a requirement and that's how they press it. But at the end of the day, they can't legally keep your child out of school for not being vaccinated for really yeah it, yeah oh. it's not it's not legal so if you push back the school will fold ultimately they they you heard up. it here first they, obviously i hear heard it here first they, but hopefully there's someone out there who's like oh shit i didn't know that they puff up you know and they make it look required but at the end of the day they can't actually by law require it so um, because it has more to do with the child's health or or or, or how the parent looks at the health right yeah it's it's the parent's choice as to whether or not to to vaccinate a child you can't the the government the state can't force you to vaccinate your children um doctors nurses everybody of course is going to press it hard for understandable reasons but at the end of the day nobody can say you have to do it um so in just in turn that they can't deny you you know vaccinating a child and that's what the doctor made the comment he said anti-vaxxers in a in a I way, love the way that you use that, I'm sorry. In a, in a way, they were they helped um, disprove their own cause because what they've done is he said we can't we can't take a panel of children and deny half of them vaccinations and vaccinate the other half to see what happens. I think that's called the code of ethics, right? I okay. think they stopped that shit back in the 70s. Um, <laughs> I'm still worried about them stopping it now, <laughs> like, <laughs> but. Um, so he said, but essentially they, a large enough group of people decided not to vaccinate their children and kind of created a sample in and of itself that they were able to study. And he said there was, there was zero. Cause the big thing is vaccinations cause, um, other problems will cause autism. They, they really push that. That's what the anti-vaxxers are the most concerned with is, Autism. Uh, for Autism real? is caused by. I know, didn't know seizures that. Seizures caused by. Yeah. So. So they showed by this sample group, you know, that that kind of created themselves. They showed that they're. I mean, the same percentage of people not getting vaccinated or kids not getting vaccinated. The same percentage of population has autism as you know. It coincides with the percentage oh, of the population. Okay. So, so they didn't. Okay, they didn't disprove the vaccination. They disproved the non-vaccination. So yeah. I, I would like to see... A, when would you say that this became a 
like a thing. It's tough to say because I mean I've I remember I heard about it a long time ago, but like, um, are we talking like five, ten years, ten, twenty years? I would say probably ten, ten plus. Vaccinations. Vaccinations to me, um, it. I guess if you look at it in the grand scale, you're going to take somebody that's had them uh, from newborns, three years, five years, whatever interval they get their shots at, even because I'm pretty sure I'm almost, I'm wanting to say that my oldest got a HPV shot mm-hmm. maybe six months ago, eight months ago. Right. I mean, you know, she's 13, about to 14 years old. I would assume right. that that's probably, um, but I, I mean, yeah, it was offered to my my 11-year-old during her last vaccination visit. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess age, I don't know that age matters. I think they can start giving it like above six or whatever. Okay, you know, so. so I'd like to see on a grander scale um, where where these, where the adults are and their, their, their uh, quality of life. Has it raised? Has it... I'm, <clears throat> If if you could show me how two hundred kids that were vaccinated did, and I don't mean by poverty level the whole nine yards, or two hundred kids that weren't, just health wise, mm-hmm. how did they grow? What yeah, were their, just how was the general health? You know, well, I think just history in itself through the evolution of of vaccinations have shown that you know people are living longer, people are you know kids are healthier. We're not they've eradicated diseases that used to you know kill a lot of kids. Uh, oh, I think medicine's and, a great thing, and you know, but, even, but I mean by vaccination being, I mean these kids like you know when they cured polo, polo wasn't a vaccination then polio. Polio, not polo. Yeah, like you Ralph can't Lauren. cure polo. I'll yeah. kill Ralph Lauren. He's got that what? shit. No. He's going to be around forever. Anyways, foe. Um, that was stupid. Why did I say that out loud? <laughs> did I have a cure for polo? <laughs> sure they do. I think it was Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so I've been hearing that diseases that we've gotten rid of have started making their way back into schools and back into children's lives because of anti-vaccination. So that's something that's showing a negative towards not vaccinating your kids. You see what I'm saying? It's like... Like, you mean, like, how old of viruses are we talking here? Well, it's like... If I'm not mistaken, I've heard of I've heard of measles outbreaks. And we, you know... Did you ever get measles when you were a kid? You got chicken pox, I imagine. I got, yeah, I did get yeah, chicken I got pox. Chicken pox. Um, none of my kids have had chicken pox. Did any of your children have chicken pox? No. And none of them had measles, I'm assuming. Uh, just like no, we did. Yeah. That, yeah. Come so, to think of it, no. Because I remember, I got chicken pox two different times. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And I didn't remember how severe it was. Like, what... I remember just think, I remember thinking it was like a, a stupid thing to have. Like... Skittle pox, or you know what I mean? Right. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but apparently, you know, I mean, I had, I had friends that like never got them, mm-hmm. but I got them and then I got them again. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't know if there was, so I'm product of 80. Mm-hmm. Was there a chicken pox vaccine then? Now, I don't know. I I don't know that there's a chicken pox vaccine now. Like Is I don't. I, I mean, there, you would think there almost has to be something caused it to go away. I'm assuming it went well, away. I know chicken pox and shingles go hand in hand. Now, I, and that's something I've had shingles. 
Really? That fucking sucked. Dude, that was bad. So you never had chicken pox, but you did. No, I did have chicken pox. I had chicken pox as a kid, and I had shingles. And that is one thing that did that that did interest me in that HPV um, uh, vaccination is because that's one of the, if I'm not mistaken, that's one of the things that it does also is prevent shingles. And I don't know if it's genetic. Um, I don't know if it's something you can quote unquote inherit. Um, Uh, I doubt. Well, no, actually, no, I think that like with science, everything kind of grows. So I don't know, like if you, if you inherit that gene, does your body fight it better? You know what I mean? Right. It would be like basic. I would think no based on heart disease. True. I mean, shitty joke. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, but if you have to have measles or chicken pox or mumps to have the shingles virus. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that I'm almost 100% sure. Maybe not mumps, but measles and, and chicken pox. Mm-hmm. So that lives inside your body dormant, I guess. Right. And shingles are the things that are... I don't know if it's buildup or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. like an unhealthy person that gets chicken, chicken pox or shingles, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they can die from it. Yeah, it's pretty like I know when when I got it, it started on the top of my head is and uh, like He's I just, probably trying to peel your ugly ass face. I just <laughs> fuck. Thank you. But you're really right. So I wake up one morning and my fucking head hurts like it hurt to lay on the pillow. And it's like I reached up and like touched my head and I've just got knots. Like my whole head was just like somebody had just beat the hell out of me. I just had knots all over my head and they fucking hurt to touch. And um, I couldn't figure out what it was. Of course, made a doctor's appointment. And then it's like as time progressed, like it, it had moved. It was moving down my forehead. And by the time like I got to the doctor, like it had my eyelids were swelling. And he was like he said if we don't stop it it could like cause blindness like it was gonna move no down shit. Into, yeah so oh, I, so it was like yeah, give me a shot yeah do what <laughs> like, you gotta do like i don't like i don't care where it's at right because <laughs> there's man there's no and i'm not trying to go all deep dark but man there's nothing like just getting hurt or, or being hurt in any aspect of life sucks. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a broken heart, whether like, yeah, I mean, you just mind fucked yourself. Right. You know, you broke your finger. You can't do things like you normally do. And, and when something like that shakes your routine, and I don't mean as a routine as in like, oh my God, I didn't get my frappe this morning. You know what I mean? Like I, when I say breaks your routine, I mean things that you do naturally day in and day out. Right. Man, just the thought of my finger being stiff for six weeks right like makes me shudder in fear right yeah, it's just like when I get a cut on my hand okay so I'm a guitar player for a long time I've painted cars um, just the same way that you like deal with like a chemical if you get a cut in your hand and irritate it mm-hmm. oh shit dude it, it changes the way you do things oh thinner will let paint thinner will let you know where every cut on your <laughs> hand is yeah that's why I like specifically as an automotive as an automotive painter, I would intentionally not touch paper or pick scabs on my hands. Oh. Like if I, I like, I'm leaving just because the little nicks. Oh god, they hurt so bad. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I bathed in thinner, but you I wash my hands 
all the time with Fender to get paint off. Right. And if there was a scratch or a cut on my hand, it literally felt like I put my hand in front of a fucking blowtorch. Mm-hmm. It was fucking terrible, man. I was like, just cut it off. Just lob that bitch <laughs> off right now. I don't, I don't want to deal it with it. Like, I don't want, just fuck it. I'll, I'll do life without it. You know, that's how fucking bad it hurts. Toothaches, backaches, the whole nine yards, that's all. All that, all those things are just things that I, you can't avoid. If you were to tell me now that I could take a vaccine to never be able to feel the pain or the insecurity or the whatever, I'm so I know it sounds like I'm just dull in my senses. If, if you told me that I could take a vaccine where I never had to worry about that again, I would do it. But you're talking like the grand scale, the the every pain. When you say pain and insecurities, no, no. you're talking about physical pain and emotional pain. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, if I'm just going to have some... Don't get me wrong. I'm not... I think I'm they not, call them Xanax. Oh, fucking A. That's my vaccination. I mean, they just call it Xanaxation. <laughs> that's exactly what they should call it. Or stop calling it, because apparently that's what we're doing. We are medicating this entire planet oh, with that's shit. that's the thing. Just chuck pills at it. Got a mental problem? Chuck pills at it. Kid talks too much? Chuck pills at him. Okay. We're, we're both grown consenting adults. I'm not in for this, bud. No, I told you. Listen, not with it. Listen, I saw my pants on. <laughs> and I consent to you keeping them on. You've obviously tried different drugs or, you know, in your... Sir! <laughs> I have not. What is... What? I bid you a good day. I had my Flintstones vitamin this morning. If that's what you're speaking of. In, in theory... Everything that I've ever tried as a youngster was all at once. <laughs> I mean, I just was, what's in this bag, man? Fuck it. <laughs> just, but, you know, like I've smoked the, the marijuana, you know, I've, the I've tweets. dabbled. Yeah, I dab, I've dabbled with the LSDs. And then I think even at like a wild college party, man, someone had Coke and I was like, you know, like a pig. <laughs> like, And then I realized like all that stuff is, is fun and good. And it's and it's uh, there's a time and a place yeah. for all drugs. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Basically, when it's I called I, college, yeah, <laughs> and that's the only time you should try it. And by the way, don't retain any information. Right. But you know, like when you get high or when you like get drunk or something like that, those are things that like alleviate. But you have, in order to get stupid with those things, you have to be irresponsible with them. Which I can admit, I am 100% irresponsible, especially when I drink. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I'm turning one up, I'll be like, well, I'll just have a couple sips of this one. I'll go real slow. Next thing you know, I'm like, this bottle's empty. (laughs) (laughs) You were sitting right next to a garbage can. Fuck you, Doris. (laughs) Take the fucking trash out yourself. (laughs) But with a Xanax, I don't even think people realize they get to this comfort level where they don't even realize they're like half of a person. Right. And I, I feel terrible or extremely, I feel like there's a level of comic relief to, you know, when someone comes in and they're just like, and you know, they think that they're talking a hundred percent just on point. They are saying what they need to say and getting their point across clearly. Right. So like when we sit down at these mics right? right. and then we play it back and we're like, like, Oh, what the fuck? No customers come up and be like, uh, yeah, the fan on my thing, and it, it wasn't working. <laughs> and like, I'm like, 
What the fuck? Now, they thought they said, uh, yeah, on my uh, 2008 uh, Porsche, um, I touched this button on the radio, and next thing you know, like, the top popped off, and the, the blinker stopped working, and then the radio quit. And I was right in the middle of the Joe Rogan podcast. But what, that's what they thought they said, but right. they didn't say that. They didn't say anything close to that, and I'm just, just like, mumbled. oh, fuck, man. You, you're you not even on this planet right now. Right. You are. There's no way I can live like that. Man, give me a doobie. <sighs> Good, good. Throw me a pill. I'm going to sleep because it scares the fuck out of me. Right. I have no idea how people do this. Man, I don't get how people do it for fun, and I don't get how, as a society, like we're we're like okay with the way that it's doled out. To um, not even close. You know, just doling it out for. I mean, it's for everything. You got PTSD. You know, here you got this. You got that. You know, it's like. Bipolar, schizophrenic, just go to sleep, go to sleep, or just fucking be numb. Just numb your life. It's like, what the fuck's the point? I think that a lot of people... They're experimenting with MDMA, though. To do what? Clinics are experimenting with um, looking into using MDMA for, like, PTSD and things like that. Uh, basically, in, a like, controlled dosages of ecstasy, essentially. Um, but the more clinical version... Um, but they're basically using it. I don't know, like in what manner, but if I had to guess, have you ever done ecstasy? Yes, but it, that's, yeah, that's like Molly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, (laughs) I don't even know the old name for it. I just know the cool one. (laughs) Go ahead. So yeah, they're, they're using I guess I would have to assume that maybe in small dosage, um, they can just kind of maybe chill you out. I don't know if it's like a combination of that and the therapy, but it just seems to be having, you know, having, they're having good results with looking at, with doing that. And they're looking into the, um, mushrooms as being another thing to treat PTSD. Do you not think that, like, a psychedelic may be, like, not the way to go with someone that's unstable? Well, Because I can have a bad day, eat a shroom, not like I'd do that, but I can have a bad day, eat a shroom, and my night's going to go to fucking hell. Right. But you're talking about, like, you know, just doing shrooms. Like, as far as, you know, I've never done them. I know you have. Mm -hmm. Um so I don't know what the quote unquote dosage is, but this is more of a this is more of a clinical type You're doing situation. It in a- it's probably it's basically microdosing is what I would assume. You know, just minimal amounts to to trigger those same senses, but just not overwhelm them. Okay, you see what I'm so, saying? and that I get. You um, know, it'd be like taking a it'd be like taking a hit of a joint to chill out and go to sleep versus. You know, just burning one down. Turn on a Bob Marley song and see right. how long you can hit that pipe. No, <laughs> right. I get it. You no. know, so. I think the thing that, so Molly, for example, is a drug that just, it was so much fun. But it scared the shit out of me when I got to, when I got back to reality. Right. I I woke up in a pool of my own sweat. And I don't, have you ever seen the movie Bad Boys? It was, I think yeah. it was Bad Boys 2, mm-hmm. um, where somehow Martin Lawrence ingests some ecstasy. Right. When he ingests this ecstasy, 
he just goes into this weird, like, everything feels good. He's sweating. He's just like, apparently, now, mind you, I don't remember. I truly don't remember. I remember thinking early on that everything was great. I, like, when I heard music or what I thought was music, I don't know if you've ever seen the fat guy that's in the grocery store that sings along with his headphones, and you you hear him mouthing this beautiful orchestrated song or like a rap song or a rock song, and then then the reality is is you pull it out and you listen to what he's saying. He's like everything. If you talked, you spoke like a Greek god to me, and I wanted I just like just say something else, please go ahead, go ahead. And it wasn't it wasn't a sexual thing. It was it was just everything was. It's like I found the best in it everything. It had a pleasant sound. Everything. Where, like... With me, it was sight. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. But Mine you haven't tried mushroom. mushrooms. No, not mushrooms. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. My bad. No, I'm talking about ecstasy. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about Molly. Well, yeah. Okay. Molly, yeah. ecstasy, MDMA. Yeah. All the same thing. So, then that was my... That was my thing. Everything was so aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. that I just... The, the enjoyment was almost overwhelming. It was almost to the point where I was like, fuck, man, it just feels good to be alive. You know what I got into at that time? When the the one time that I've tried ecstasy. Techno? <laughs> almost. Um, no. Uh, so there was this, this Garth Brooks album. No. Oh, my God. I thought you were being for real. But you remember like, uh, you remember how the computer screensaver used to be kind of the little laser, little uh, geometrical colored oh, shape shit, moving yeah. around. So I'm in a dark room <laughs> with that going on. Not a good idea. Watching that and it's, and it's going to, you remember when Linkin Park came out with their, they took their album and it, they came out with a version called Reanimated. I think it was what it was yeah, called. Yeah, no, I do. Where it's kind of just more of like, you know, threw in some. High tempo and yeah, upbeat. It was, yeah, oh yeah. 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 Playing that CD and watching the effects of it on this screensaver. Did he go along with the beat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Uh, for, see, I, I, I mean, it was going to regardless. <laughs> in, my head, in my head, but it everything. actually was. It was um, set for that. But and you know, I used to do that with my PlayStation. Right. PlayStation used to have like you could play the music, and it would have like a graphic EQ, epic. But like the older I get, the more like Molly and cocaine and mushrooms scare me. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go through that. Right. Now there's so much, the level of stress. It, like if I were to do Molly right now, I'd be like, oh my God, that feels great. What if it leaves me? <laughs> like there, there would be an instant think of, oh, probably not. But you know what? In my mind, I'm thinking, well, oh, that's a bad idea. Right. Man, smoke a little weed, drink a little alcohol, and you're not going to kill anybody, especially right. not yourself. But Molly, cocaine, think heroin. I've never, never done heroin. I thought that that would be, I thought that would be the tipping point where I wouldn't be able to come back from. And right. I'm not a, I'm not telling you a story. I am not a recovering addict. I'm aware I, of that. But heroin to me would have been something that I don't think that I could have come back from. Right. Coming back from cocaine, playing with it, you know, and everything. That was fairly easy. Yeah, heroin, that's like, do people, I know so little about heroin. <sighs> Um, and meth. I've never tried meth. Oh, yeah. Like crystal meth, nothing. Like the weirdest thing that I've n- ever tried was probably peyote. Oh, wow. Oh, and that was fucking terrible, man. 
Oh, that was so. It was just. It was a bad deal all the way around. I bet. But now I will tell you this: being able to get on a level is one thing. I mean, you know, if you're having a good day, uh, if you're doing that, can do it too. I mean, you have uh, emotional ups and downs in life, the whole nine yards. But you have this funny side note. Wife just walks up to me, hands me the underwear out of her bra, super, and then expects me to know exactly what it looks like. You know, it looks like a bobby pin that's been straightened out and curved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what, what it is. It. But it, now at this stage of my life where there's a lot of things going on, you know, kids, and I don't want to jeopardize anything that I have. You know, the deprivation chamber and like a good, good blunt sounds super fun. Right. Or... To just go out of my way and figure out what I had to do to, and I, I apologize. It's called, it's the God drug. Oh, uh, DMT. DMT. That would be something that I would almost, you know. Consider. Yeah. It scares me. It scares the shit out of me, but it's something to where it's so, I just think it's, it's not mind altering. It's just like mind opening. Right. I have an interest in it, but it would be one of those things where, um, I was actually, yeah, I was telling my mom this the other day. It was like, it's if, yeah, if you could do it with, if somebody that has almost like a, you know, they have the shamans that shaman. do the, exactly. um, no, I would do like do the ayahuasca, the you know, type thing. But, um, yeah, that'd be wild. I would want somebody that could spiritually pull me out of that. Which that just, that wigs me out. What? I don't like people. So I feel like I definitely wouldn't like a shaman. I, I I think if, if, if we did, if we did the, I think the first thing that we need to do is the deprivation tank. Right. That's what I, honestly, God, that's really what I want to try. I want, I want to do that. And I, I'd be a hundred percent fine with trying it sober because that would be, uh, I think overwhelming. Um, I think that we both have a lot going on in our mind at one time and, and then just letting everything shut down and open up could be, no, I think it'd be killer. I think it'd be super, super I'd want to do an edible beforehand, but Man, edibles vary so much. Like I'd have to be, I, I'd have to be on that level where I ate an edible. I knew how it was going to affect me before I right. could do it. I wouldn't want to just like be a like, pre-tested Hey man, edible. I got, these things just got flown in from California this morning, man. Let's eat one of these, the whole thing. And they go, <laughs> Jump on the tank, face down. Let's do it. That would be that would be a shitty decision. But but I mean, if I knew, eat a cookie, and go in there and just open up places in my mind that have never been opened up. Mm-hmm. God, just the thought of it soothes my mind. I think it'd be fun. I think the first time it's more. It's probably more of like a physically comfortable like you know like you would go and lay on a massage table or you would go and euphoric is the word you're looking for uh, not so much euphoric I mean just like a physical comfort I think that would be you know because it alleviates stress on the muscles and so on and so forth but um, I think in order to get like the whole mental benefit from it it might take I think it's you know usually like a couple sessions it's almost like yoga you have to like teach yourself how to get into that mental zone not it, yoga, uh, meditating, sorry. Right, okay, so can you think of maybe two or three different people that you've heard smoked weed and nothing happened? 
me probably the first couple times that I really? smoked marijuana. Yeah, when I was a teenager. And I mean, you know, part of that may have been just doing it wrong. Um, you know what I mean? Like drawing in? Well, you know, like being like afraid of it, maybe not hitting it very hard, maybe barely getting any, maybe not giving a good full inhale, you know. You know, just like the first time you smoked a cigarette, like a little tiny puff, little tiny inhale, choke, choke, cough, cough. You know, you didn't actually drag it like you would drag one now. Or maybe you did, Lunger. I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't think there was ever a point where I like, I think initially I got high. I think my body is extremely reactive to THC. I, I just, I think that there's a, a few extra receptors. In yeah. There. And, and what it does, you get a real, in my adult life, THC and alcohol have coincided so well together, mm-hmm. not for the people around me, but just for me. Right. That I, they almost go hand in hand. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna see me just finished a bowl and not a drink in my hand. Right. That's just. That's not the way I work. Like I'd like to attempt it at some point, right? You know, just be like, "Well, I'm just gonna like smoke a joint today, see what happens." Right. Yeah. I can see myself going through a whole lot more weed. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Everybody reacts differently. So DMT is, and I, I know you can do this, and I can't. It stands for what's the clinical name for this thing? I think it's dimethyltryptamine dimethyltryptamine that's what it was and this is a different drug it affects you 100% so if this is the first time hearing about DMT a total different part of your brain I mean I mean it's still going to give you the visual aesthetic the the you know everything mental but it goes deeper mm-hmm. it op- it starts to I watch so many videos of dudes like going into a DMT and I'm like uh, where is he at right now? Yeah, because physically looking at somebody going through it is just kind of like makes you not interested in, at all. You know, it's one thing if you see like if you see two guys get high and then like sit down, open up a bag of chips and like watch a movie and like laugh over something silly and then like over laugh on something that was stupid, silly. Wait. It just kind of makes sense and you don't think anything of it. You're like, yeah, they're having fun. They smoke a little weed. They're having fun. But when you look at somebody in a DMT trip, like, they're just kind of like, is that motherfucker drooling? Right. It's like, is he just going to become part of the couch? Is that what, you know, it's, yeah, it's a. That would be something that I'm okay with because I think I know the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to enough people talk about it. Not where I feel comfortable with it. Like right. where I'd just be like, man, last night I did some DMT and I just chilled out here in the garage. No. Right. I mean, like, I want, I'm going to need people around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need, like, my wife there. Do with, you know, like, are you CPR EpiPen. certified? Right. You know, I like. Get I'm the gonna, defibrillator. <laughs> I'm going to need some stuff. Right. But it just seems to me in the right realm, it could be a crazy place to go with inside your head. It would be interesting. It, it would be one of those, probably one of the only, um, Maybe that and mushrooms would be probably the only two things that I might be interested in. Mushrooms, um, I think you would, I think you'd indulge in. Like, I think that you'd, you'd try them. Mm-hmm. And I think you would dabble with them. But I don't ever think you'd just be like, because you said, I don't know what the recommended dosage is for mushrooms. Right. That when you said that, I always remember, because I'm a, we both are a huge Scrubs fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dr. Cox says, you page me to tell me or to ask me how much ibuprofen, ibuprofen to give Miss Smith, 
And he was like, yeah. And he goes, here's the proper dosage. <laughs> Pour them in your hand. Tell her to open her mouth. Throw them. If they stick, that's it. Right. And that's pretty much how I've always tried mushrooms. Right. <laughs> like I just reach into the bag. And if it fit in my mouth, I had friends that were like super stingy about I spill alcohol all the time. Like I've knocked over a hundred dollar bottle of liquor and wasn't like, Oh my God, you know, what am I going to do now? Right. Where these guys were like, they'll put the bag under your chin as you're putting the shit to your mouth. I need to catch all those crumbs. Every bit of it. I don't know what the proper dosage of mushrooms is to have a good or bad trip, but every time this has worked for me and that's the three finger pull. Like, right. you, know, you reach in there. So you, it's like, a, like you're getting a dip of snuff. <laughs> <laughs> just on a little bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, just, and you chew them, and mushrooms taste like butthole. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, They are fucking terrible. Yeah, I've always heard that they're just, they're awful. Uh, it's literally like putting fermented poop that tastes floral in your mouth. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. I mean, that kind of makes sense, given the fact that it, what, didn't, <sighs> most of them grew under a... I, I get that. Piece and of not to mention the fact that you're tripping off something that has to do with, like, cow poop drug. Right. That's how it came from. Right. It's how it begins to be. It's interesting. Yeah. Is it, though? It doesn't seem that interesting. I'm literally shoving something into my mouth to get high that is... Basically grown on shit. Yeah, just like comes from shit. But I mean, so much stuff does come from shit. I mean, I mean you start thinking of you mean fertilizers like and LeBron you know, James. Manure. No, right. I said comes from shit, not is the shit. Uh, so you're gonna make me like this huge LeBron fan, and listen, I don't give a fuck about him. Listen, you know what? Your birthday's coming up, and by God, if I don't get you a LeBron James fucking Lakers jersey, I want one of those big heads. Just stick on the wall. So those are fat heads. Busted, fat way. heads. Big heads. Fat heads. So Big this, difference, this really? is no shit. And when I give you this, I'm going to we're going to post it online because I want you to have it. And if I can't afford it, I'm just going to take a picture of you and like superimpose it on you. Okay, I'm good with that. I think DMT would be the shit. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I think that Joe Rogan did it, and the way he explained it, and the way that Duncan Trussell explains it, and the way that a whole bunch of other people I've learned to, or I've listened to explain it, it's one of those things that are just like life altering. Right. Even Mike Tyson said that. Really? Okay. Mike Tyson said that if he had done DMT back when he was at the peak of fighting and had the experience that he had when he ended, you know, when he actually did take it, he said he never. Never would have fought again. And, and, and it's not going to be people that are like, okay, I'll try it and see if it worked. You're going to have someone that's going to dive 100% into it. Right. And if someone like Joe Rogan, who I'm, I'm telling you could be one of the most intelligent people on the face of this earth. Duncan Trussell, hands down most intelligent. Like, like this dude is way the fuck out there. Right. You know what I mean? When those kind of people can tell me that DMT does something that changes the way that after it's done, you focus on everything right why the fuck not right why not tell me that you wouldn't want something epic to come from a thought that was created within your own mind that all the drug did was just flip a switch right who wouldn't yeah makes sense now to go into a deprivation tank and do dmt you're pretty much asking for internal death I would think so. Because at that point, yeah, I think your body would just say, 
Mm, we're not that close to Jesus. You hungry? Yeah. Do you want you want a hit of this sandwich? Well, that's better. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so we've gone over drug history, which I think that we should always revisit. Right. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. It's more, yeah, it's just reliving old shit. The glory days. The glory days. So you get a birthday coming up. How old are you going to be? I don't even know. Did you forget? No. 41. 41. <laughs> it's Alzheimer's already setting in. <laughs> I don't even remember. 41 what. years old, yeah. Pretty cool. You like that? Uh, so after 41, do you ever uh, do you ever find yourself like getting up, taking your clothes off? Standing in front of a mirror naked. <laughs> and then just, you know, having a, a self-worth moment where you're like, you know what? That's after self-evaluation. 40 years, yeah, self-evaluation where you're like, you know what? Everything's good. This isn't as bad as I thought it would be at 41. Right. And then all of a sudden, just all your mental clarity is broken by some asshole in Walmart that's just like, why do you have your, why are you naked in front of the mirrors? And then you realize, you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm not at home anymore. It's tragic. Walmart gave us a shout out for that um, tweet. That it was tweet. epic. It was I loved cool. it. I love hearing from, like, famous people. Right. Makes Oops. you feel like you're doing something yeah. special. You know, like, you're you're actually um, <clears throat> contributing like the, to the delinquency of society. Yeah, that's okay. more, more along the lines of what it is. <laughs> We're in the bunker, like we always are. And we're, this is, this is, uh... 11th episode. Th- no, we're doing 12. No, this is 11. This thought, is 12. That's what I just said. Yeah. Okay. I have to keep you in line. <laughs> so... Uh, I test 12, you by saying the wrong 12 thing. episodes, I think, uh, after... And you have done the mass portions of us, of, of the editing of these. And and I gotta talk Thanks about this. Thanks for blaming me for that. No, no, it's... Listen... Um, if you don't like what you hear, it's solely it's because solely of CT. His fault. He's like, he has done all of these things. <laughs> but sucks at um, it. And you've put together some like great stuff. I'm I could only imagine what you've taken out that made me didn't sound retarded or kept in, which made you made me sound retarded. And I'm not using that word like you can't explain it away. Yeah. Anyway, just keep using it. I'm well, gonna we're gonna get a retarded bill. Like every time you say it, and we're going to see if we can treat, teach you like Pavlov's dog. Mm. So we'll just ding a little bell every time you do it, and that's it. Nothing else will be said about it. And then each time you end, we'll see if we can wean you off of it. Wean me off of saying the word retarded. Yeah. Like when I say retarded, never mind. I know. I know. I know. I know the justification of it. It's the same way that. Um, no one wants to sound ret- uh, special. It's the same Nobody. way that 86-year-old men still think they can get away with the N-word. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I was, it was okay in my time. Well, No, it wasn't. That, you just pretended. 86 years ago, it was. No, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. No. From a morality standpoint. No. But it was definitely. Socially acceptable. Socially acceptable. <laughs> right. If there was a Twitter back then. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think these it would have been, been. These people would have been killed. It probably wouldn't have been called black Twitter. Let's just put it that way. Oh, boy. But we've... So, now, stepping into episode 11, we are super 
I think we're becoming more and more judgmental about what we do and trying to even make adjustments. You know, like uh, I'd say around we're episode... We're going to try to make it better. That's right. Uh, I'd say around episode five or six, <clears throat> we decided that there was a... We talk to somebody else right. instead of talking to each other. Right. Um, turning the mics and making the discussion about me and you, I think, helped... Has helped it immensely. A great deal. Yeah. So basically what... Anybody who's out there listening to us, we are having a conversation with each other about things that you may feel relevant um, that we can always discuss on. Right. How long we've we been going now? I mean, even into CJ's. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like as far as that part of it goes. Well, I would. I, I know that we did like episode three in on July fourth. We're we talking about on CJ's on the CJ. Okay, yeah. How far did we get on it? No, I mean, no. How how long we've we been doing this? How long we've we been sitting down? Um, and the CJ shit was. I mean, it was funny, but it but there wasn't content to it. Yeah, there wasn't any content to it, and it was really it was short lived. I mean, we didn't do very many. I think we did six. Yeah, possibly so. Like that. So, um, well, we you know we're never going to break your ground. We're never going to bring you groundbreaking news when mm-hmm. we may. But maybe one day, one day, uh, when we don't, when we get up and get to do this six or eight times a day, where people are flying into Russell, Arkansas, just to get on our podcast, just to sit in the bunker. And I've said this time and time again: podcasts keep being this thing that's more and more relevant all the time. Right. <clears throat> I had a customer that wanted her Bluetooth to work on her car when she listens to YouTube, so she could just get in her car, turn on a YouTube video mm-hmm. and she'll know who i am because i told her about her podcast right she's gonna love this um and so while we're trying to fix her radio i test her radio with my phone and just pull up youtube which i was listening to earlier in the day and press play and the two the two girls from i fucked your mom or not i fucked your mom well wow. i just i just wow <laughs> i just i slammed Two podcasts together and I made it your mom's way house. cool. <laughs> your mom's house. Um, that uh, guys we fucked were right. on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it's just going. And I'm like, oh shit! And they're talking about like how you wipe your ass and sh- like, and I'm like, oh, I like, it's I always the most inopportune. Time. I can't shut it off fast enough. Right. And she was, and I just, and I look at her, and she's giggling about it. And she's cracking up, and I was, and then so that's when I started to explain some of the stuff that. You know that I that I like to listen to that you like to listen to and how you've brought me into you know just different channels and just stuff that I wouldn't I would not gravitate towards right and the the, the podcast is so overwhelming now to me it just feels like no matter how many times I listen to us do it we could do it ten times better the mics could be better the sound could be better the whole I don't know if these I don't know if these people can hear the refrigerator humming in the background right. you know I, do we need an egg crate studio usually I don't notice a lot of back, no. a lot of background noise when I listen to it but yeah I mean everything can be better and we're gonna try to make it better except for douchey McFuckface rubbing his fingernails on my scratchy scratchy McScratcherton yeah I was like Jesus what are you a fucking stray cat right Thought you were gonna drop the R bomb. What's the okay? What's the R bomb? The the R word that you're not allowed to say, or that we're gonna oh retard. Say. Yeah, oh yeah, that okay. one. That the R. Was like, what are you a fucking retard? <laughs> whatever you said, alley cat. No, I was he was scratching at the door. No, I get it. Like he needed to. Like he was trying to cover his poo. Right. 
now. Yeah, yeah that's how cats. Yeah. Poop on doors. It's so much more relaxed now that I know that I can take out things. Right. You feel better about... I don't... I don't... Uh, 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 because I sound like a complete and total fucking idiot. That I'll probably leave in there. <laughs> Just as a random soundbite. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it's just a natural placeholder. I want to talk about, I, I know we're, we're getting down to the end. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about something that I want you to have a whole bunch of something that you, that, that's been sitting on you for a minute. I don't mean anything internal. I mean just yeah, no, no, you know, something you want to um, what about your using your cigarette pack as a fucking mouse? That was fucking hilarious. That was just an accident. Because mm-hmm. the mouse is normally here, but it was over there, and now it was here. And, um, I did watch, you know, and I put out on Twitter that um, I was, or that, you know, we were kicking around the idea of talking about universal basic income, which I know was probably a somewhat of a shock to you because I didn't actually say anything to you about the fact that I was thinking of that as something Again, that we could sure get we have a soundbite that says like there's nothing weirder than sharing a fucking Twitter account with somebody where you, you like legit open up your fucking Twitter and someone's like fuck you um, I'm like oh, yeah fuck I, I guess you just look back in history and see what he said find out what was right yeah where it came from. Right. Because, so this universal income housing. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> no, uh, universal basic income is basically like, it. the gist of it is that jobs are going to go away. Things are going to become uh, more automated than they already are. Uh, you know, it's expected that retail jobs, fast food jobs, uh, call center jobs will probably be the first thing to really go. You know, you see a little bit of that anyways. It's tough to get somebody on the uh, human on the phone for a little while, you know, into a thing. Well, as that progressively gets better or worse with less care by the company that uses them, but you call in, you'll run through these, um, you know, just this automation process through call centers. So that'll go away. Retail will be something that for the most part, you'll get to a point where you don't really need a quote unquote salesperson to help you out. You don't need, um, maybe the people at the register as much, uh, you That'll fall over into, you know, McDonald's has already said that they're going to, they've got the kiosks. Have you seen the, the I have. order oh, kiosks I, know, I, I haven't seen one in person. I've seen them online, of course. Right. Um, well, they're, they're basically going to go to all of that at, at some point, uh, probably pretty quickly. I would assume. Um, so a lot of those kind of jobs are going to go away. And then, of course, Elon Musk coming out with the, you know, everybody's were kind of fearing this or not fearing necessarily, but you know, they've got this, um, automated self-driving diesel truck mm-hmm. that Tesla's basically come out with. But I don't know. I think that was, I feel like that was more of a PR situation more so than it was like, a, this is actually going to, you know, replace drivers and trucks and so on and so forth, because there's a lot of things that have to be t- taken into consideration as it is. Trucks are being overloaded now to try to get, you know, a little extra down the road for a little less cost. Right. This truck is going to be a shit ton of weight and batteries, you know, in and of itself. Yeah, but if you have to pay five drivers to do one automated driver's job, that's where you that's where you make up your money. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, and I see what you're saying. And do you put uh, a sleep limit? Do you, do you put a drive time limit on an automated system? No, no, no. and that's just it. And they, and I mean, there's other things in it. They can caravan. 
um, where the lead truck will can lead like four different or four other trucks basically in like to, a daisy chain um, to a certain location. Yeah. Uh, now, at the end of the day, they'll still there will be uh, if if it were to go to that, you would still need that's going to be fine on the interstate. But eventually that truck has to exit, at which point it's going to have to be taken over by a human that can drive it the rest of the way through town. And, I, I don't you know. I disagree with that. I here's the thing. If everyone who Dude, encounters my, that truck stays within the traffic laws, guess what? You think it'll do its thing? Oh, yeah. Do you feel like you're a good driver? Do I feel like I'm a good driver? Yes, I okay. do feel like I'm a good so, driver. So, do you feel like if if there was an accident that was going to happen, do you feel like it would be 100% your fault? Of course not. No. That's that's ridiculous to think that way. If most of the, in just about every wreck that I've ever been in, that wasn't my fault, it was by someone making an error. It wasn't, the, and when I say not my fault, obviously if it wasn't my fault, it was someone else's, but people backing out too quickly or stopping short or doing whatever, you have a, a computer-based giant vehicle that is, right. you know, I mean, it learns processes. It does everything. Yeah, at some point, it's going to replace everything. My, so my idea on this is, do you ever do you ever want to go to a restaurant and have a great waitress? Yeah. Okay. So if you went to a restaurant and every, so you just touch everything and it comes to your table there's no pleasantries in it. There's no, at some point we're going to be so far out of touch with each individual person. Where in the fuck do you go from there? Like you can't go to McDonald's and hate somebody. You can, you know what I mean? Obviously right. you can. Yeah. I mean, I can't right now. Right. And then it'll go away. And eventually it'll be computers and I won't have to worry about it. Everything will be correct. Just kidding. So is it just going to, is it just going to be one person that just stands there and takes all the ass chewings or is nobody going to be there? Is it, is our, is our anger going to be so irrelevant at this point? You go and you walk into McDonald's, or will you not be able to walk into McDonald's anymore? Have they taken away that ability to sit down and eat with your family? No, because chairs don't cost too much. So you're going to walk in there, you're going to press a couple buttons, five, ten minutes later, your food's going to come out, you're going to sit down, what if something's wrong? Who are you going to bitch at? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, gonna- and of course, there's always going, there is always going to be humor, human interaction with um, machines as this, as this takes place. Cause like I say, I do, while I think we've grown leaps and bounds when it comes to the fact that we have cars that can drive themselves down the interstate at a relatively safe level. I mean, safe enough that the, that the department of motor vehicles deems them safe to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's going to be, a, it would be another really huge leap to get to, the city driving because you've seen some of these areas that trucks have to get in like skilled drivers, you know, maneuvering through these areas where, like you said, you got to take into account other things, whether it be pedestrians, whether it be other vehicles, whether it be a garbage can that was placed in the wrong spot. You know, there's different things that I'm not saying that I'm not saying that a vehicle, I'm not saying the potential is not there to overcome all of that. I'm just saying that's another leap and bound. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like the interstate was one, and it's one that's not 100% perfected because, you know, they're sending cars down it now. That's cool. But for one, you're not supposed to let go of the steering wheel. So to actually talk about an 80,000 pound rig running down the road at 75 so miles an hour with no driver. Truck. No. Uh, okay. No, I'm saying no, no driver. 
um, until it'll be like, if it gets to that point, it'll be one of those things where the truck drives itself down the interstate and then with the human companion, uh, it'll start out that way. Okay. And then eventually the human companion will go away, but they'll still need a human at the kind of like a relay situation. Like the truck will have to come off the interstate and the human will have to take it from there. So literally not leaving their, not leaving maybe a vicinity or just being there as a, as a relay pickup, not necessarily so having to ride in the truck. you would have to drive the truck remote controlling. Well, it would be driving. No. You, so there's nobody in the truck. When there's no thing, one in the truck. It's going down the interstate. Right. It's doing and so, predominantly a 1,500, 1,700, 1,800 miles, whatever on the interstate. But then it reaches a point where it has to stop, and then a human driver would have to take it from there. You mean like a checkpoint? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't understand where you were going. No, and that's so, so that's that's how I would see it. That's how it's going to have to be done for a while, and then you know eventually, yeah, it probably can do the in city driving. They would just take a lot of changes with right. with everything. I mean, as it is and right now, abiding even, by traffic laws. <laughs> Right. And even in this, you know, even in what, 2016, we'll say, um, I was using my iPhone to lead me to a Baskin Robbins and it was like, turn left into the fucking woods off of this six lane highway where there's nothing. And that's where the Baskin Robbins supposedly sat. So my point is mm, maybe don't send a, you know, cause that truck is like exit. Okay. God. Yeah, but at the Nobody same time, you have, remember mapped out routes, the whole nine yards. This yeah. thing is going to be on point. I know the technology is is a hundred percent capable, um, and that's what I'm saying. And that's where the universal basic income comes. Is we do away with all these jobs, we're going to have a shit ton of people out of play or out of work, displaced from work. Um, some people, if you take, I mean, if you take something like truck drivers, which I think makes up 40% of jobs done by males in the United States, that's a pretty big number. Yeah. That's a lot of people out of work right off the bat, you know, 40% of the male population. So not that there's not female drivers. Um, Actually, I know it should need any me too tweets. Um, (laughs) Me too. Hashtag. We see y'all out there, ladies. I just don't like the idea of the the the, the level of human interaction. Interaction gone, losing human interaction, and I understand that, especially being somebody that's in that's in a service industry. Um, it, you know that you are. I mean, you're. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's just inevitable. Oh, I know. I mean, and and I see what you're saying, and I think there's definitely going to be hiccups. There's de- it's definitely going to be something that's going to trickle down. It starts with one kiosk in McDonald's, then two, then three, then one employee, then five right. kiosks. You know, and that one employee is still your your guy to go to if your burger's wrong. Your you know whatever. And I mean, at the end of the day, they're still going to for a while. They'll have cooks. Most fast food is getting to the point where you could probably do it on a. You know, you've watched how it's made and seen how lollipops are all made by machines. You know, it's like, it'll be the same thing to slap together a burger and, you know, I can probably do a better job. Uh, truly. You know. Um, you know why? Because they're not making $18 an hour. Right. So, basically, you have a whole, an uprise of people to think that $18 an hour would be the way to go. Obviously, if you're going to cost a franchise millions upon millions of dollars yearly, mm-hmm. um, just to employ you. 
why not spend that millions and millions of dollars that you're employing people with into automated services where you don't have to provide anything but maintenance and product? That's what the idea is behind the trucking industry is that it'll look to save about a, the trucking industry as a whole will look to save $168 billion a year when you factor out um, less accidents. Because, you know, the theory being that these trucks aren't going to get into accidents as much. Less accidents, um, you know, obviously. $168 billion. $168 billion a year. $168 billion. A year. So. With that being done, so basically what we're going to do is live in a, the masses are going to live in a virtual society where you can't get a job because you can't do what a robot does. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to sit there and reap the benefit of technology and so on and so forth. And you're, what do we do as a society? Well, the, the idea is that's, well, the universal basic income comes in where the idea is that you would pay everybody a base monthly salary or a, a base monthly amount. And I think the the number that's being kicked around by one 2020 president presidential candidate is, um, is about, it Bernie? No, no, but they're looking at, um, he's proposing it's Andrew Yang is his name. Um, and he's basically saying the way universal basic income would work is, uh, everybody would everybody over the age of eighteen would receive a thousand dollars a month. Can you live on a thousand dollars? Part of the idea it's this <sighs> utopic idea. It's this utopic idea of if everything works out correctly. If you're receiving a thousand dollars a month, no, in theory, it's not enough to live on. But one of the things that they they feel is going to happen once this this robotic reset essentially happens is that you're going to have the cost of everything is going to be driven way down because companies are going to essentially be saving so much money once they go, you know, so fully automated, um, you know, they'll have their initial expenses and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's going to be more productive, more efficient, more money-making. Um, so that money drive will drive costs down. So things won't be as expensive while you're making this thousand dollars a month. That could be something that could potentially, you know, offset it a little bit. Uh, the other thing that they're saying is the thousand dollars a month isn't necessarily meant to be like your ration, like your ceiling. That's where you like you call it. It's like this is what I do. I live off a thousand dollars a month. And no, you're supposed to still have an internal drive that that motivates you to get up and try to do something else. You know, try to learn a trait that is still valuable Viable. you right. know there i mean you're always there's always going to need be a need for doctors there's always going to be a need for is there though yeah i mean there still will be uh to even though that's actually they do have um diagnostic you know, tools that test blood urine and spit well yeah and they have a but they also even have this robotic arm that will like go through it successfully operated on a grape Oh yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, so you know they do they do have some things, and doctors are even using um, now almost like a remote control system to do some operations. You know, they're actually working a joystick Which, while an arm is do doing that. The, now, listen, there's credit given to this. If you can control a robotic something to the extent that you don't need your hands, motor skills are so in tune; it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm great with my hands. Um, ask my wife. I can't fly a fucking remote control airplane to save my life. Right. 
You can understand that. But like within it, but if you were trained on it, then you, I mean, but if you still, were trained, like, you could. Basically, what you're saying is what we're gonna do. Have you ever seen Wally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. Um. So. What, so we're just gonna have a bunch of fat society that gets moved around in chairs and doesn't provide or doesn't do anything for themselves. I don't know. Or, or I'm sorry. Let me let me do some fucking Alex Jones shit. What about just the fucking Matrix? You, you know what I mean? At that point, if everything else is being done, you don't think that at some point AI is going to get to the point where we don't need that CEO to run this company. This dude's working at 900 algor- algorithms per minute. Mm-hmm. He can. He knows the best way for the company. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, well, there's the fear of turning AI loose, you know, because of eventually it'll figure out that we're not very efficient. Right. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it'll, it's one of those things, like say, it won't be a landslide. We're not going to wake up, you know, tomorrow and, you know, 20,000 jobs are put out by, you know, whatever. But it's, but if, if it is going to be a trickle down. Right. And it's going to be so, it's going to be so dormant and loose. I can lay down tonight and wake up in 15 years and everything's going to be so dramatically different. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fucking scary. Yeah. I mean, they're calling for that. What they're saying is being the, um, like the end, all of the retail positions and the, the call centers and the fast food. What is the point of human beings? That's all supposed to be like within the next 11 years. What's the point of the human being at that point? Let me reach out to the, the masses here. What well, in the fuck is the point of living? Because if all you're going to do is just sit there? Well, no. And that's that's the idea is that, of course, you know, you would hope that not everybody would take that route of just, you know, just sitting there. That people would do other things. Because, you know, along with it comes the idea of, you know, kind of like what Bernie Sanders was talking about, you know, free Fuck education, Bernie Sanders, but, yeah. but, um, you know, free education, um, this universal basic income and getting people educated in fields that are still going to be relevant that, you know, that are going to be relevant at that time. I mean, like I said, there's always, no matter what, even if you have factories just with robots, as far as the eye can see, um, which is happening now, but you still got to have maintenance on said robots. You have to have people to program those robots. You have to have people that manufacture those robots. You know, there's or design work. Uh, at a certain point, you won't the have robots to. are building the robots that are building the cars. Right? No, I get that. But you'll no matter what, there has to always be until they cut. Until you were to turn a AI loose, which at one point, what at one point. Realize if you take an organism and teach it one thing over time, that organism's going to learn the way to get to the next level. That's what I mean. If you don't believe in evolution, um, and I'm a God fearing human being, if you don't believe in the evolution, period, just the cycle of evolution, guess what? You're smarter today than you were yesterday, period. Right. If you don't believe in that and you don't think that a fucking machine can take over the entire planet. God, I sound retarded when I say this. But, I mean, basically, that's what it is. It seems like crazy talk, because we grew up right in an era where when we were kids, like, they made movies about it when it was completely unfathomable Mm -hmm. that that could ever happen. 
So we had that instilled in us at a young age that that could never happen. And then as things went on, we said, oh, it looks like it's actually headed that direction. And then now we're seeing stuff and going, you know, okay, now granted, there's no flying cars. Uh, Thank God everybody doesn't dress like, you know, 80s rock star astronauts like everybody thought we were going to be in the (laughs) 2000s. I did not want to wear foil pants. Um, I mean, I did, but I mean, it's, it's irrelevant now, but, um, that's why I bought those ones off the swap, but uh, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the future is, it's where we are now versus where we were 20 years ago. It's, it's almost, it's terrifying, crazy and cool to think about where we're going to be 20 years from now. And we'll, and for the, if all goes, you know, God willing, if everything goes okay, then we'll be around to see it 20 years from now. So, yeah, I don't, that's, and that's the fear. Um, and this is where I, and I'm not talking to the 20 year old. You understand this, right? I'm talking to the 40 year old. Now I'm the hell I'm talking to the 50 year old. I'm talking to the 60 year old because these people are the relevance that literally laid a path for us. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm not talking to the 70, 80, 90 in the debt. Right. I'm talking to the people that are just the generation before us that are like, oh, I've never welcomed death so much. And it's, it's a thing. Like people are like, fuck man, I don't want to be around. Thankful to be checking out before, yeah. before the shit hits the fan. Like everybody oh. predicts that it's going to. I don't know how anyone doesn't like the idea of, and mind you, I have a completely different thought process than most human beings. I don't, I don't understand how anyone doesn't like the idea of going to work, earning your wage, coming home to a happy family in your nice little pleasant home and doing it again the next day. Is it mundane? Yes. Is it, can you grow from it? Absolutely. But now day in and day out, I, just just the constant thought that the fact that all I have my job is to make sure that someone feels good see how my personality can affect theirs to see if I can stop or or make good with the situation right my job that makes to some people to come into my business pleasant or to talking to you on the phone when they need something right obsolete yeah, and I think that the, I think there's people that are going to be I think there's people that are going to be okay with that. Like I think that there's a portion of the society that will, you know, almost welcome that of not having that human interaction. There's so many people that you know, a lot of our kids are growing up where you know text is the majority of the conversation, or you know Facebook is how you find out you know, what you need to know. And Instagram is how you find out that so-and-so got to go to the party. You didn't. And now you're sad and you need pills. Um, Xanax. Yeah. So it's, um, it's that same society as they grow. It's not going to be anything for them to walk into the restaurant and, touch buttons on the screen i mean hell now you want to you don't have to get to that point all of them have an app that you can order your food before you get there so you can just get up there and get it and get out so the whole idea is to streamline this process make make these things fat now i still see a benefit in like you're talking about um like in what you do 
a benefit not just for the customer, but a benefit for a company. It would be hard to, if you replaced you with a computer, you could schedule something. You could get, you know, appointments set up. You could do, there's certain things that a person could do with you as a kiosk. But once shit doesn't go right, like you said, in a fast food business, it's no big deal. If you have one person there and you go up and say, my quarter pounder's wrong, they give you another wrong thing probably. And then you exchange that and you get the right thing. But eventually you get the right thing and you get targeted. But that's essentially all it is. It's pretty quick interaction. Hey, this is wrong. Make it right. Um, you, it's more like, hey, this is wrong. Make it right. And by make it right, I mean, you got to sit here and stroke me. Right. Until I'm happy, and you've got to throw in a car wash, and you got to do what you got to do for me. My process is not give you a new version of what you thought you should have. Right, and, but you can't get through that on a kiosk. No, you can't touch the right buttons. That's but gonna, at the same time, you don't know. don't you? So if you look at it instead of being what you're replacing on the retail side of it, I want you to think about what you're taking away from it on the customer side. Right. Do you just become dormant because you can yell at this computer all the time, thank you, ma'am, or, I mean, it could have a pleasant voice. I mean, I guess that's one job you could have is be a, like a, a voice monitor for, you know, if you have a pleasant voice. Oh, I do apologize, ma'am. Oh, and, and, and like some sort of fake-ass empathy in whatever. Right. But, I mean, if someone's not like, I mean, if you don't look somebody in the eye and well, be like. Well, because you know it's fake empathy. It's just that. It's like it doesn't matter that a computer says that, you know, they're sorry. Because it's like, but at some point it will. Like, I man, like to say that you're wrong, but I well, don't no, think I mean, you but, but comes home. They said, man, I had a sh- such a shit time at the clothing store today. Oh, really? What happened? Oh, well, the computer just was being a this was just a fucker, you know. And it wouldn't do this, and it and it declined my credit card. Blah 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 blah. But you know what? After it was all said and done, man, it, it apologized to me. It played a small song that I couldn't hear. But it made me feel better about myself. I mean, basically, we're going to be mind fucked the entire time. So, as a customer, you got to look at it from the aspect: is are these people that we're replacing that valuable? I don't know. We'll see. And because the customer doesn't have to fight anymore, it's definitely the valueless jobs that are going to, you know. And that's why I think fast food restaurants have the biggest. Because I mean, if I go up to a speaker. And I order my food looking at a digital screen and I order my food through a speaker. Now, granted, I know there's a person on the other end, but how much does it matter? You're barely hearing them through the speaker. They crackle back your order at you. You pull up to a window. Half the time, somebody that looks very unhappy to be there takes your money from you. Half the time, they give you a receipt. You go to the next window. They stick a bag at you or they give you your drinks and ask you to park. Shout out McDonald's. <laughs> they ask you to park, and then eventually they find you and give you your food. And After then, offering your food to three other people. Right. You know, it's like how much, and again, that person's miserable because, you know, they're running around to each car going, is this your food? Is this your food? That's the reason that efficiency is needed is because apparently, for whatever reason, Something's not being done that was effectively handling all these customers. It didn't look like a big rush. And considering everybody that day at McDonald's seemed to be getting everything wrong, it seems like... Human error too played a big effect. Right. So, Which is basically just how any any boss is going to staff something. I mean, at this point, you got to realize this. You work with a giant computer that does the job of 20 men. 
At what point are you irrelevant? I want this. Put it in a screen. Boom. You're done. I mean, it depends. It depends on what you can... <laughs> bless you. It depends on what you consider relevance because I could say that, you know, from the programming side of it, you know, they're making, they're trying to make that a lot easier. And they're, you know, of course they're, they've got things in programs when you're designing stuff that help you kind of like preemptively help you with radiuses and things of that nature. So, I mean, they're working on that a little bit, but at the end of the day, you need somebody to have the, um, somebody to have the idea like the. The, the this would look cool in a car dash, or this would look cool. I totally get on my. And then after that point, the one thing AI will never replace is creativity. That's that's the one place you can't. AI cannot be creative. It has no desire to be creative. Creativity would probably be considered inefficient to any computer system. Wasted time. It is. It's not effective. It's not serving any real purpose. It wouldn't see entertainment. It wouldn't see creativity. It wouldn't see anything like that as as value. So basically, in 2054, everybody better get your podcast and YouTube game on because those going to be the only jobs. Truth. If you want to interact with society, I mean, at this point, if you don't have to get your stupid ass out of bed and strap on your jankos and go running down the street with axes this is how i look at it probably way off bat the purge does this seem like a cool thing to you does it yeah no why not because a lot of fucked up shit would happen in the 24-hour period of time of no law okay what would happen possibly that could be good out of the purge oh i can't really fathom anything good coming out of it there are good and bad people in our society you agree or disagree agree all right the purge would allow you to eliminate any bad person you see fit. True? Yes. Would also allow the bad be able to eliminate any good person. Good, bad, ugly, right? Right. All we had to do was sit back and relax. Or sit back and, excuse me for being vulgar, but just sit, just fuck and procreate. I want you to think about the the endless amount of jobs that are lost. And then think about world's population tripling. Hold on, wait. You mean I don't have to do anything? I just get $1,000 a week. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to buy some green. I'm still not going to pay my bills. I'm going to fuck my old lady. We're going to have babies. Well, we're just going to do it. And then at some point, the government has to make some sort of adjustment. And I'm going to say something fucking terrible if you don't bring anything to the table or you don't attempt to bring anything to the table to greater society i think you should be eradicated exterminated eradicated away with gone are you talking like uh don't don't do not use that word genocide no of I'm saying you're saying that, take a certain group of people and kill them. No, I get it. No, I'm that's not joking. what I'm saying. I at mean, all. that's okay. Shit. No, but I mean, so I mean, I get so like if you're dumb, stupid, inbred, lazy, worthless, don't get out and do for yourself. Don't take care of your family. Don't do what you're supposed to do. You want to kill them. 
So Mississippi's gone. If we had a, if we had a listener in Mississippi, it's gone. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that I think that anybody who's you could be a pothead, you could be an alcoholic, you be whatever. Man, if you're a functioning member of society, and I mean you get up when you don't want to get up, it's a struggle to get up. I don't mean the I don't mean the fucking yuppie that gets up at 5 a.m. and goes to the gym and then comes back and does all their thing, you know, like shops and like chills and like Netflix and just the rides of their bicycle and then picks up the kids and then cooks dinner. I'm talking about like that person that gets up at like 6:30 in the morning, hustles, and I'm tell you i'm gonna put my wife right on this pedestal gets up at 6 6 15 6 30 every morning makes two kids breakfast gets one kid to track gets another kid to school comes back gets ready for work hustles all day comes back makes dinner M- most of the time there's a fire burning when i come home is she that bad of a cook oh uh, no, no, no 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 in the fire oh, oh that makes no sense <laughs> but I, I, I like where your head's at those are hustlers but i mean if you get up at noon you don't go to work, games, or you're sitting on your game console all day long. You're not a member of my society. And you should be killed. That's not. You said eradicated. Let me clarify something. That's not black. That's not Asian. That's not Mexican. It's that's an not every race. It's, I'm talking, I'm blanketing everybody because believe me, I know a whole bunch of more black functioning members of society than I do great white functioning members of society right that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is that if you don't bring shit to the table don't expect yourself to be allowed to live held in high regard you keep going back to this genocide sorry you said eradicated and i'm just gonna stick with it but But, no i get what you're saying though (laughs) everybody should want to be a functioning member of society and give back yeah you should want to be you should be happy about these inalienable rights that you were given and freedom in the country that you have and the ability to do the things that we can do and take advantage of those and do them. Um, get it. There's some people that live in shitty parts of the nation that maybe don't have the opportunities that others have so on and so forth. It, it sucks. But for the most part, everybody should try to be a functioning member of society, not a functioning part of tearing society down. True. You know, instead of spending a, a just a, a retarded amount of time, Okay. Trying to, like, if you wake up in the morning and all you need to do is, like, I need to jump on my Twitter account and slam the president, get as many likes as I can, and maybe someone will send me a check. You're doing it wrong. Are you? Yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, But what if you, what if, that just goes back to if everything that you're saying, even though you're slamming the president, if you wholeheartedly believe that the president of the United States is a criminal, a crook, and doing nothing good for the country, but only tearing the country down and only bringing us to our demise, then you can feel relatively vindicated vindicated in having a lot of listeners that contribute the same feelings, that want to see you tweet the things that you tweet or say the things that you want to say on YouTube or post the things that you post on Instagram. And in turn, for that, you end up um, turning it into a lucrative business. I, I mean, the news has been doing it. I mean, it's been done. It's been done forever. They're not doing anything. It just, this gives everybody the platform. It gives everybody the ability. We're doing it right now. It gives everybody the ability to get out there, say what they want to say, say their piece, say what they don't like, say what they do like, speak out against injustices. And that's what 
these people truly, I think, uh, I think a lot of these people truly feel that's what they're doing. I don't think they're just saying, what's the most outlandish thing I can say to get a like. I think some of them are very, when you read them, they're very thought provoking tweets. They're very, they're, you could tell that. You must read a completely different fucking Twitter. I do. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I see the stupidity. I see the just the, what is it? The outrage culture where everything is, you know. So offensive. Yeah, so offensive. And then, of course, just, I mean, if you're just going to get on there and the only thing you have to say is, you're you're a fucking orange-haired fucker, huh? Fuck you. Okay, you're a child. And thankfully, for the most part, Twitter pushes tweets like that down to the bottom if you have obscenities if you have things like that a lot of that shit gets pushed down to the bottom um and doesn't but you still see it sprinkled within the mainstream of the tweets because some of those tweets are popular as well right Uh, because those are people that are just a lot of times just what's the craziest thing i can say to get retweets and likes michael rapaport (laughs) right but um put you out on fucking blast but, you know, there are some people that, you know, that legitimately put out information that it's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Just like you would expect them. Do I think that there's good media, even social media? Absolutely. I think everybody from a call center to a garbage man um, to being a functioning member of society, I don't mean to put forth something that's lucrative. I mean to put forth something that betters society giving knowledge to society but somebody who is giving back to society so do i think being in my position that i give back to society no i don't i don't feel like i i'm not, I'm not like you're not volunteering you're not right, doing I'm not, no i'm, I'm, I'm a terrible human being at that level if you go out and you work and you pay taxes, you're a functioning member of society. True. And you're contributing. I mean, there's, your tax money is going to schools. Your tax money is doing things. You're doing things, and essentially some of what you're doing every day when you work and you go to your job and you work is you're saying you can, if you wanted to look at the, the butterflies and bright sides of everything, then you say, oh, well, a portion of my check is going to the local schools. A portion of my check is going to fix the pothole that I fucking hit every morning on my way to work. It's cost uh, me $800 in tires. Eventually... <laughs> They're going to fill it with my tax money. I wish that I could process information like people way younger. And I'm not attacking anybody by age. Because Mm -hmm. believe me, I've met plenty of fucking epically lazy fucking 50 and 60 year olds. Right. I think that we don't. I think so many people don't even try anymore. Right. And that's the thing that bothers me. Like everything I do, I do with a like a passion that's. Stupid. I want to be relevant. Now, I don't mean relevant to the people on the internet or to my friends. I want to be like, I want to do something. When I do something, I want to do it to the very best of my ability. You want to experience for experience it for all it has. So you get that full experience of it. And then like, it's being like a, a soccer player, a basketball player, a baseball player out partying. You don't see him at like the TMZ shit. You don't see, you know what I mean? There's right. not a whole bunch of shit that's going on where you're just like, no, these people are a hundred percent dedicated. And that's why I hate fucking football players are the worst for me. Cause they like to beat up their girlfriends and like have like dog fighting rings and all this other shit. Right. But like, do you don't have anything other to guess what? In the off season, work out motherfucker. Because the more touchdowns you rushing or whatever, mm-hmm. don't you want to be elite? 
And I've seen basketball grow farther than any other sport. Right. Um, even baseball. Like, some of these baseball athletes are f- stupid. And that's the one homage that I'll give to soccer. These motherfuckers are conditioned like you wouldn't. Well, no, you would believe. But right. the average person, a soccer player is like a 365-day-a-year machine. Right. Just the stamina and the, yeah. There's no off-season with these guys. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, they take stay breaks. after it. But, like, any soccer player that you've seen is, like, a chiseled, perfect specimen of the, the athlete that you're running three three basketball courts down a, a soccer field. Right. No, right. that's, like, uh, you need to push them harder. Like, the ref's like, well, I would have shoved them harder. <laughs> right. You know, like, they're not calling that. Right. We're already right here in 2019. We're in a society where people don't continue to drive themselves anymore. Where are we going to be in 2025? You don't even have to get up in the morning and go apply at McDonald's. It's not going to happen. I mean, in an, in a utopic situation, the I mean, the weak will weed themselves out. You know, I mean, if if you continue to accept, say, if it did go to universal basic income, you continue and you accept that thousand dollars a month, and you just you know, dwell in that, then some people are going to live in that and be happy. I mean, like legitimately happy and maybe even still considered contributing members of society. Awesome. Uh, maybe they'll just use all their time to volunteer. There's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a, a plethora of different variations on how, you know, how people are going to uh, work in that situation. But for those that just say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fuck this money off and I'm going to, not get a job and I'm not going to, you know, if, if they did the, the free college education, you know, or the free, um, you know, trade education, even in, in like working on robots or whatever, you know, it's like, if you don't take that, then you don't have the initiative to take something that's being offered to you basically for free. Then, I mean, you, you'll end up weeding yourself out. I mean, you'll weed your whole, bloodline out i mean it'll just happen it so basically and you're talking over a period of years so basically what what's going to happen is is um be a really rough patch basically if you can't function this way but you can function mentally strong as a leader or a, a provider or somebody who can make decisions on 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 the on the go and lead a rebellion of people basically what you become is a fucking Hitler you basically become the anti-society and you try to commit genocide Mm -hmm. yeah no I mean it's cool I like the way you went with it maybe I need to move my chair away a little bit Mm -hmm. you you understand where I'm at in my mind if you take you start to take if you basically laid everyone dormant like in the Wally movies Mm mm-hmm there's going to be some people that are just don't want to. This, this, there's more to life than this, right? And what are they going to do? They're going to rise, and they're going to take every ambitious person with them. Hello, Al Qaeda. Yeah, but ISIS. who are they going after? They're going to fight. They're going to fight the rebellious war, which is going to go against AI to take down the machine. Okay. I mean, think about that. No, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. The whole thing just seems kind of like, I can't even imagine where that would begin. Like where you would have to like, I mean, what are you going to kick the kiosk at McDonald's? And that's what, you know, starts it off. I mean, no, you, no. I mean, think about it this way. Well, let's, let's take our podcast. Let's shoot it in at 30, 35, where we're talking about this new 
mental download we did from YouTube. Um, you've got it from another place. You know, we're like, like touch our foreheads and something starts right. to play. Um, or, or we're connected to our roll-around wheelchairs and we're fucking 600 pounds. Right. At, at any point, do we're, we're like... Remember what it was like to skateboard? Do you remember what it was like to... And I'm not saying that, 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 that a robot's going to take over skateboarding. I'm no, not gonna that's say where virtual reality comes in. So you'll have on goggles so you can still skateboard even when you're 600 pounds. God, what a shitty way to fucking live. The struggle is the only thing that's made me me. The hardships, the being broke, the those are the things that have made me me. Mm-hmm. You own your own business. Those struggles that were so fucking hard made you who right. you are. No, I agree. I'm not worried about my kids. I'm worried about my kids' kids. My grandkids won't have to do much. What's the point of being a human being? Everybody's going to have to find their purpose when the machines come. The machines are coming. And you're listening to one now. Let's Smoke About It podcast on Facebook. Let's Smoke About It podcast on IG. Let's Smoke About One on Twitter. Let's Smoke About It podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Please, feedback. That's what we love. Um, And uh, if we don't pick up, just talk to our machine. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Let's smoke about a podcast.